And welcome to Talking Talkies. My name is Meenal. And my name is Benny. We are your hosts this week and want to thank you for joining us. A bit of housekeeping uh, before we go into the episode. Please be sure to click on the follow button so that you can get an update when a new episode drops on any of your favorite podcast app. Do leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It will help us a lot so that our podcast gets some visibility. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram and email. And all those links are there in our episode notes. So what's the premise of our uh, podcast? Well, we revisit classic movies from around the globe that at least one of the hosts has enjoyed and try to answer the questions. What works? What doesn't? And how does it hold up today? A word of caution? there will be spoilers ahead a lot of spoilers so we highly recommend that you all first watch the movie that we are going to discuss and then come and tune in to our episode so what is today's episode going to be about jab se tum mujhe mile ho mujhe pareshan kiye ja rahe ho बड़े बड़े देशों में ऐसी छोटी छोटी बातें होती रहती हैं। अगर ये तुझे प्यार करती है तो ये पलट के देखेगी इट्स अबाउट अ मूवी दैट टुक बॉलीवुड बाय स्टॉम ऑलमोस्ट थ्री डेकेड्स अगो दिलवाले दुल्हनिया ले जाएंगी रिलीज इन अक्टूबर 1995। इट स्टार्ड Shahrukh Khan and Kajol as the lead pair and it was directed by the debutant director then Aditya Chopra under the Chopra Films banner the premise of the film is very simple it's a romantic film about two youngsters Raj and Simran who are living in London and who meet on a <clears throat> vacation in Europe and fall in love Simran comes from a very conservative Punjabi family and she has been engaged to her father's best friend's son since her childhood who lives in india her father learns about her love for raj and is upset and ships them off to india to get married raj follows them to india to win over simran's father and ask her hand in marriage dilwale dulhaniya le jayenge ddlj is the film of raj and simran's journey of finding each other while they are balancing family values and relationships now we are talking about this movie almost 3 decades later benny mm-hmm. so i want to give the context of this film and why it became the raging hit that it just to give a context of the time period of 1995 in terms of india in terms of its audience in terms of bollywood as well okay because i know you have just watched it 2 days ago so i actually watched it over the course of 3 days but yes So you have very different perspectives and I have very different perspectives on this movie. Um the context of DDLJ. Bollywood had the roughest period in 1980s in terms of movies, in terms of direction, acting, music, it was a big slump. If you go and want to watch the worst movies in Bollywood, 1980s is the decade to watch. But the tide started to change end of 80s and early 90s. Um Mr India was a big hit. the soft romance versus the toxic romance of 1980s and you got back kayamat se kayamat tak maine pyar kiya which were fresh faces amir khan was launched salman was launched juhi chawla was launched okay 
देन केम हम आपके है कौन विथ माधुरी एंड सलमान विच बिकेम दिस वाइड ह्यूज हिट लाइक अ ब्लॉक बस्टर विच वॉज असेंशियली अ मैरिज वीडियो इज वॉट आई कॉल इट बट इट एम्फोसाइज इंडियन कल्चर एंड पीपल लैप्ट इट अप ओके दे लव इट सो इट ब्रॉड बैक द इंडियन कल्चर क्लीन मूवी फेज टू बॉलीवुड शाहरुख खान ही वॉज इन द सुपर स्टार एज यू नो हिम टू बी टूडे ही वॉज एक्चुअली एन अपकमिंग स्टार अ रैंक आउटसाइड ऑफ टू बॉलीवुड हु हैड डन समथिंग विच नन ऑफ द बॉलीवुड लीडिंग मैन हैड डन इज ही एक्चुअली डेलीवर्ड थ्री हिट्स एज एन एंटी हीरो इन डर बाजीगर एंड अंजाम सो he hadn't done a conventionally romantic film okay then you had the leading lady kajol if you look at kajol she wasn't your typical bollywood beauty at all she was dusky and she was not petite but kajol had big thing going for her her jeans she came from a very illustrious family of actresses shobhna samarth was a grandmom nutan was her aunt and tanuja was her mother so she had the acting genes no doubt about that and there was this soft spoken nobody knew about him aditya chopra the heir to the chopra films son of yash chopra who decided to direct this love story now i have loads to talk about but i want to start with you what worked and what didn't work for you when you started watching this film and then i'll chime in <laughs> i don't know where to begin because uh <laughs> <laughs> you know when I, when you first mentioned uh DDLJ as one of the movies uh that we could discuss and I told you well I actually have never watched this movie <laughs> I could see the look of horror on your face but in in my defense and I guess this is also important context before I kind of get into the movie itself so I grew so I was born in Saudi Arabia and I grew up there my early childhood and it was my uncle who introduced me to hindi films and the first film he introduced me to was shole he said the bar that said the bar very high right and there was a deluge of uh, amitabh bachchan films that i watched and then i think the first shahrukh khan film that i watched was karan arjun and somehow in all of this i never really got around to ddlj i've heard of it i've heard the songs here and there but i remember just hearing like the synopsis like in a two or three line kind of synopsis and i was like well it doesn't sound extraordinary to me i don't think i'm going to give give that film any time um but of course over the years so especially over the last 20 25 years you know it's it's referenced right by films by in pop culture it will always be it has a strong influence on uh filmmakers actors and so for the sake of this podcast it's like all right let's uh let me give it a chance and we'll 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 get into the specifics of it but uh what worked for me i'll I'll kind of go through it uh, we'll we'll talk we'll let's break it down let's break it down but before you do because you told me when you are a romantic at heart yes. and you told me you love the srk brand of romance yes and i was like dude how have you not watched ddlg <laughs> if you love srk brand of romance because just for the audience and just to make it clear <laughs> i like four srk films i do not like srk's brand of romance and ddlg is one of the four srk films that i can rewatch for sure So whatever comes praises come for this film are going to be pretty unbiased from my side okay <laughs> Well I uh, 
remember watching Kuch Kuch Hota Hai and absolutely loving SRK in it. And subsequent films of that, you know, that those kind of films, Kalho Na Ho, loved it. So I would say those kind of films work for me. That Those kind of films, in general, in general, they work for me. And Shah Rukh Khan in those films works for me. So I can't really, I guess I'm not really giving a good defense of why I, I've never watched GLJ. <laughs> I guess it's time. You're just digging yourself deeper. <laughs> You're just digging yourself a deeper grave because Look, I'll keep going back. And you still didn't watch DDLJ? Why exactly? As time passed by, it was like, wait a minute, this movie from 1995. I don't know. It's, you know, yeah. you just, yeah. And Ashar Khan keeps making films and then you keep watching those and then you never go back. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But. Well, I'll, I'll start with what worked for me uh, from the sense of Shah Rukh Khan himself. So Shah Rukh Khan, this was like a very typical SRK performance is what I would say, right? Like he he's charming. He he hams it up a lot at times. He hams a lot. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> SRK fans, but he does ham a lot. <laughs> See, I'll tell you, this film actually is a very good example of when he does it, when he calibrates it, it's great. And then when he doesn't, it, it, it's grating. So, for example, the first half, uh, I did not really like SRK in the first half. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. I was cringing at certain scenes. Um, and, and we the can. The first meet. The meet cue, the quote unquote meet cue. <laughs> yes. Uh, Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk more about like the, criti- the criticism of the film from that lens, yeah. right? Um, and I, again, I don't know if back in the 90s, it was all like, oh, this is so cute. And look at that. But now in 2023, watching it, I'm like, okay, that's, I don't know. That's very uh, borderline creepy and probably not even borderline. Not borderline creepy. (laughs) It is creepy, creepy. Benny. Let's be honest. (laughs) And we also felt it because I watched DDLJ with my girl gang. Uh We were just out of school. So I think I've given away my age here also. (laughs) But we went to the theaters and we were like, okay, this is fun, but this is creepy. Would you like this guy? No, thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, he was charming, right? But the way he went about behind Simran, uh, the character, uh, the role played by Kajol, it just seemed like harassment and like, you know, like kind of like stockish. And I'm like, all right, dude, just tone it down a little bit. Like... You know, this is, I don't know, do you like her? Do you not like her? Are you messing with her? And I felt it was kind of all over the map. Um, there were certain scenes I liked, but overall, like the first half SRK, I would be, I was thinking, I would not want to be friends with this guy. Like, you know, like <laughs> I would not want to like hang out around him with him. If I had any like friends who were girls, I'd be like, okay, stay clear of this guy. Um, now on the <laughs> flip side, I loved SRK. In the second half, the comedy was pitch perfect for me. Like when he was yes. when he was in India, when he was like you know kind of getting in with uh, the family, he he just has a very natural physicality. Like when it comes to humor, like he can do physical humor, the expressions, yeah. the dialogue delivery, all those were really good. And so overall, I don't think this was SRK at its finest. It was a tale of two halves for me, but SRK in the second half, especially his uh, comic timing, really worked for me. And his uh, timing with Anupam Kher. So 
mm-hmm. again we we will come probably to the and probably it's a good time to talk about the supporting cast amrish puri plays kajol's father amrish puri is like the most famous villain in indian bollywood films okay he they had just like he had catapulted to fame with his role mogambo in mr india where he pe- right. played the baldy villain so you are not used to seeing amrish puri as a father okay then you have farida jalal who has the sweetest face ever in a mother <laughs> i think and her character is one of the best in the movie yeah. and because she did such a stellar performance she also won an award for it and there is anupam kher and anupam kher and uh, satish shah who plays the best friend of amrish puri whom whose son simran is engaged to both of them are phenomenal actors in theater and in on in films and they have they are uh, alumni of national school of drama film institute of india so like big uh, resume points there okay and anupam kher's comedy with sharukh was great fun throughout <laughs> their, their dad and son relationship was yeah. great to watch again there were points where you were like okay this is a bit overstretched uh, the way the commentary uh, especially when they're celebrating his failure and he's talking yeah, about yeah. you know you don't need to study and yet you'll become a billionaire millionaire whatever anyway wrong uh, messaging for indian middle class but uh, still when anupam kher lands up in india and does the goofa he does and how sharukh reacts to it i think there was very natural uh, comedy yeah. timing going around between them i don't think aditya chopra had to intervene and tell them act like this they were just superbly carrying on playing off each other's uh, vibes yeah. so yes i agree with you i think i also like the second half a bit better than the first half uh, for sure but the first half what we loved and i'll tell you like i said we were teenagers watching this and the whole idea about going on a trip with girls with your girlfriends to europe seeing europe by rail was so fascinating uh, benny to me that is all that stayed with me in that movie is i am going to go on a europe trip on into through trains okay not planes trains see the con- see different countries by a train and it was a big bucket list item for me by the way mm-hmm. none of us wanted to meet a raj that's we were clear off like sorry we don't need that <laughs> we don't need that romance but we need to see <laughs> europe by train and when i first visited europe in 2010 which was my first visit obviously my bucket list was switzerland and then we did austria and prague and we did everything by eurail I went with my husband I didn't do it with my girlfriends but I went with my husband and we visited Mount Titlis which has a Sharukh Kajol poster standing tall like a life size poster wow. standing ta- tall in Mount Titlis and well I had to do it it's a bucket list and mind you this is what I'm saying the impact that DDLJ had on the Indian middle class it became a bucket list item for everybody to go to Switzerland and go to the locales where DDLJ was shot that's the influence it had you see this now happening with crash landing on you from k dramas where people are going to switzerland yeah. to see those same same spots so this is how ddlj changed the mindset where you it made you feel aspirational that hey i want to do a foreign trip okay and i think that was lovely that was just wonderful to happen and to for people to start aspiring that i want to do this because of a film it was great and that's what i'm saying people have taken different things from this movie and that's what you need to uh, admire about uh, this film There were individual parts within the film that worked and then when you put them all yes. together that's kind of what made the movie great. I mean, yes. There are a lot of justified criticisms of the film and you know certain portions of it which we'll talk about later. But I think overall uh, the individual parts of the film combined together 
made it work more than it harmed the film. So, for example, yes. I mentioned uh, Shah Rukh Khan's performance because on the flip side, Kajol, like she's a really great actress, and you know, since DDLJ, she's, she's established a very good track record as far as her performances are concerned. But I had an issue with her characterization in this film. Right, she was passive. Things were happening to her. Yes. Things were happening for her. She wasn't really. She was. It was like she was between her dad and Raj. Right. It was. It right. was always like a tug of pull between the dad and the guy she loves, and she was always. Things were happening to her that she didn't really seem to have any sense of agency. And I think that's like one of the things, right? That's one of the main main criticisms. It's um, on uh, we talk about um, in India. We talk a lot about glorifying the patriarchy and how that's reflected in our exactly. films. I can't even imagine how it was back in the eighties and the nineties. So, and it was toxic and patriarchal. It's like the worst combination. At least you can give Raj some benefit that in the second half he wasn't toxic. Yeah. He didn't talk about let's elope and let's run away, which is what most Indian Bollywood movies the messaging was yeah. like: let's run away because our parents are not agreeing. At least they didn't go in that direction. And I'm fully with you because even at that point you're like, oh yeah. So on one side. The dad has given her the permission, and she goes has a great time with her girlfriends. She feels the independence; it's a sense of independence, and that's amazing. Even if it's for that one month, where she wants to go enjoy her life before she gets stuck in this marriage and for, with a guy she's never seen. Yeah, which is actually what was happening to a lot of women in India. That's how arranged marriages were set up. The only difference was you were seeing the guy actually and meeting him before you got married to him, but. it was such a common thing for women to happen that you do what your family wants you do what pleases your family yeah and that's what was shown in the movie honestly and i completely agree i hate i hated the fact that her life was being run by her father or her boyfriend Th- that that is why i'm trying to temper my criticism of not just simran's character but baldev singh's character like these yeah. two characters were the ones that i disliked the most in the film the way the characterization was done for them but i also want to temper it because i don't know was this an accurate reflection of, of how indian fathers and indian daughters were back in the 80s and 90s because in that case is that truly the film's fault because they're just showing a mirror to society at that point and saying hey correct this is how it is right and we're just showing yeah. that so do we blame the film for accurately showing what is going on like i i will go back and tell you in my family when the generation of my uncles and aunts some of them had love marriages uh, the families didn't talk to them for years until like they had their first kids and then they were brought back like accepted into the family yeah. when i grew up uh, my lot of my friends had arranged marriages by the way of course they met the people and spoke to them that's different but still love marriages weren't as prevalent as they were where you went and choose your guy and you decide to whom to marry and bring him home that's not how it worked so you still needed your parents permission to you know get married it wasn't like oh i've decided now you'll just come and attend my marriage that's not happening yeah. so it's evolved right in the last 3 decades india has also evolved we have also evolved as people uh, the society has evolved so Look, I get the criticism of TDLJ on this front, but let's be honest, that was pretty much a mirror into the times that they were operating in. Also, yeah. and by the way, I didn't, 
you know there was another criticism that the way they showed the nri uh, diaspora in ddlg uh, all attached to their country uh, you know hyping up india the motherland uh, never really blending into the western world or western culture which when i went to see because i didn't know of any relative staying abroad at that time in my life when i went to watch ddlg i was like why are they so traditional they are more traditional than my own parents are like i have a lot of independence than simran does i have a lot of more agency at my home than simran does so why are they like this and i didn't realize this benny until i moved abroad especially to uk and even today's time i'm seeing when i see families who come here in the 50s and 60s be it punjabis or be it uh, gujaratis or even marathis from from where i come from they are stuck in the 60s and 70s india they have not moved they are still more rooted and more traditional and more religious than i am yeah. or my family is or my mother and my dad were like i have so much independence i feel and i see that so i'm not saying it was an accurate reflection but it was close to what aditya chopra showed in that film that yeah people stay abroad and they are traditional and they are conservative and they just don't accept uh, the country yeah. that they have settled into they are still stuck in india so i i totally get the criticism it has to be called out Yeah. But it's also a reflection of the times. It's a reflection of the times and I think the question ultimately is okay this is how Indian quote unquote Indian culture is uh, at least at this point in time. Now how do we depict it do we depict it favorably or do we just like have an impartial look at it? And I think that's where the criticism is people say they glorify that right this film is glorifying that yeah. kind of It does. And It does. And I think to to answer or address that you need to look at how baldev singh is portrayed because he's essentially this uh he's he, he's this guy who's lived in london for many years but he still has this romantic notion of india and yeah. you know he talks about the soil and the people and i'm like I, i don't know i've lived abroad i've lived outside of india for a long time and i've never felt like that but again it's yes. for the sake of the movie let's go along with it right let's let's buy that and you know say okay he's someone who really misses his home and he has this high he holds his motherland in such high esteem the rest of his family seem very normal <laughs> in comparison now what is the movie trying to say through his character are they saying okay is he right is or or is the movie saying he's just got a misplaced notion of what it means to be indian because there's a lot of references to Indian oh woman, oh Indian God. family, Indian culture. I feel the movie a lot of times uh, should leave it to the audience to interpret, yeah, and not not shift them in one direction. Uh, and that is what DDLJ does. It glorifies patriarchy. It says that oh, the daughter should listen to the dad. Oh, you shouldn't go against your parents. Never in that entire three-hour film does Simran's character take a stand. because exactly. every time she takes a stand she's shut down there's no agency okay there's no agency <laughs> yeah. she tells him let's elope i know my father i know my fiance let's elope raj's answer to her is which is not which i also like by the way at the end of it i and i'll tell you in the context of films that we had seen he says no no i am here to convince your father and i'm going to do it the lawful way great but what about her views Have you considered her point of view, where she's coming from? She probably knows her dad better than you do, right? So why won't you go with what she's saying? Yeah. No, no agency at all. <laughs> Then her mother will say, "Her mother will say, stop 
thinking about him there is a scene and there's a very beautiful scene between yeah. her mother and which i want you to talk about yeah. it because you wrote it and i was really really uh, pleased to see that <laughs> so i'll i'll go to that scene also and then i'll tell you why again kajol has or simran has no agency in what she wants before that too i remember uh, after watching the movie i was reading like um other takes you know like other journalists both indian and um uh, foreign journalists who watched the movie and reviewed it um what their take was and and the broad theme or the broad uh, conclusion was that the film did and this is what the consensus is the film does an admirable job of balancing the old world like family values slash indian culture and like the more modern the individualism right like wanting to do what they want mm. wanting to put their happiness about everything and the movie does a fine job finding the middle ground i don't agree and i guess this is where movies are very subjective because you could watch two people can watch a movie the same movie and come with like completely different uh impressions takes uh, and and takes i agree for me i don't think it did a great balance because ultimately in the end and and i want to talk about the ending because it did not work for me there was one scene that worked for me <laughs> but the train scene worked the train, scene, the train scene worked for you i can go on and on about the train, the train scene, scene worked scene. for me too <laughs> we'll talk about the train scene later in that because uh, i feel like we need to uh, give enough time for that scene but the rest of the ending like the justification um uh by both raj and even like baldev singh like i was like no this doesn't line in line up with what your character has been talking and saying uh talking and demonstrating for the last two and a half hours of the film <laughs> how do you like in 5 minutes and 10 minutes just like yeah all right i'm going to do something completely against my characterization so far so but anyway uh i didn't agree with i don't think the film did a great balancing job i think it leaned more towards the family uh you know respect your elders do what they say even if you're not happy um and i think it leaned more towards that than anything else anyway that that was my whole it it, it totally glorifies patriarchy and the wrong sides of indian culture it totally did <laughs> there is no there is no like oh let me oh, like benny don't go saying that oh i may be upsetting people no 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 this is exactly what ddlj did <laughs> please <laughs> so I I get the heat. I get why some people are triggered by it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But on the other side there were some really nice things about the movie that you shouldn't forget. And I I want to emphasize to people what SRK and Kajol the freshness they brought yeah. to the screen is what makes this movie work and the music is what makes the movie work. The songs is what makes the movie work. So if you cast aside those bits about the patriarchy side of things forget that and just think look there were worse movies i just want to give the context there were worse movies <laughs> in indian bollywood stalking is acceptable yeah. there was this awful awful line which was famous in bollywood which caused a lot of us girls and my friends a lot of distress during their college life is ladki ke na mein hi ha hoti hai so that is there is yes when she says no when the girl says no it is all meaning yes yeah. it is such a problematic line and messaging to give okay and bollywood films have done that for the entire time so at least those aspects were not being harped about in this movie yeah. in the romance that followed okay he went and he got consent of her he got a consent of her father that is different but still you know there was an element of let me not 
just run away with you. Let me try and convince your father why I am the better guy for you versus what he has chosen for you. At least there was this element that was brought in. So try and take some positivity. Yeah, you know, I, I want to be very clear, especially for any of our listeners who are not Indian, who are not watched a lot of Indian movies. Um, it's important to note that, you know, Bollywood is just one section of Indian cinema. It's it's a most... Correct. Very important. Popular or well-known part of Indian cinema. When people think of Indian cinema, mine goes straight to Bollywood or Hindi uh, films. But there are so many other languages in India, so many film industries based on those languages. And, and it's important to <laughs> note that this is not an issue restricted to Hindi films. Um, as I, you know, I'm from South India and I've been exposed to a lot of regional films apart from Hindi films, which is North Indian. But yes, the same issues exist. You know, when, when um, I first started watching DDLG, I was aware of all the criticisms about like how it's not aged well. Uh, you know, like you yeah. said, it glorifies patriarchy. And so I was expecting it to be really, really bad in, in a sense, like I would just barely be able to tolerate <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I, I actually enjoyed the film. I'll tell you now itself. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. It was not... The film is enjoyable <laughs> in all aspects. Like, like it's fun. Yeah. And, <laughs> to be very and I'll tell you, I've seen way worse movies even today. Even films yeah. coming out today, yes. both Hindi or even regional films, it you know there's they're misogynistic. They glorify stalking, harassment under the guise of oh this is just romantic, and the guy is winning over the girl, yeah. wooing the girl. And I hate it when the girl ultimately finds it very romantic. And I'm like that just goes to reinforce that yeah this is acceptable, right? People they exactly. they still make those films today in that context. DDLG didn't do any of those. Like sure the way it depicted the. Um, being obedient or being subservient to your family, to your parents, putting yeah. aside your own happiness. Now that part, I don't accept. And I don't think that was the right thing. But, and, and we'll talk about uh, a couple of those scenes. They actually did a good job of giving some space to the women, like probably not Simran because her characterization, <laughs> like I keep saying, things were happening to her, but her mother played by Farida yeah. Jamal. Uh, like I mentioned, the scene between her and um, the scene between Simran's mom and Simran, after they've come to India, you know, Simran is sitting by yeah. the window, very disconsolate. She's sad. She's pining for Raj. Her mother sees it. And then she has this conversation, which I was not ready for. Because here's what I'm thinking, right? Most Indian films, what 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 will happen? The mother will say, "Hey, stop this rubbish. You're you're gonna marry. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> you know, don't bring dishonor to your parents." Uh, or yeah, the yeah. the worst, the one of the worst tropes yeah. in Indian cinema is <laughs> the dad will say, "If you don't marry the guy that we choose, we will hang ourselves. Like you and Selves, uh, yeah. me and your mom will hang ourselves." Because you're going to bring dishonor to the family. I hate that trope. <laughs> it's, as long as we don't glorify that and say, okay, you know, that's just Indian culture. The girl has to blindly no, accept it is, her yeah. parents' wishes. Now, that's where it gets a little uh, no. dicey for me. It's edgy. Exactly. Because it's edgy. that's just yes. a kind of emotional abuse. Like if the parents just like of course. control you uh, at the cost of, of your course. happiness. Like, I don't, uh, anyway, that's... Uh, whole another episode's worth of discussion. But I want to come back to the mom because that scene mm. was 
done so delicately and with a lot of softness by the actress uh, who played Simran's mom, Farida Jalal. And she talks very honestly about herself. And again, that's another thing that really hit for me in a lot of Indian films. The parents of the main characters, right? Like the boy and the girl, the parents are always treated like an inconvenience, right? They're the hurdle to the romance. But here she talks about herself, which a lot of films don't do. And the mom talks about her, how she's had to like do make her own sacrifices, ha- has to, ha- you know, she had to sacrifice her own happiness to make things work. Her education? Yeah. Yeah. And she was, she was a better student, but she had to, her education was stopped so that her brothers could study further. It starts right. from there. These are very small sacrifices, but... No man will understand this, Benny, and men will still not get it as to the amount of sacrifices women make on every, every single stage, every day of their lives. And I think that dialogue brings it about, it was relatable to many, to my mother, to me, who was, you know, a teenager, my mother, who's uh, seen so much of her life and her cousins and everybody uh, at different age groups, that that scene is very relatable. And she wasn't bitter though, right? Like she had regrets maybe, like... You know, or like, what if, you know, that sense of what if like my life could have turned out differently. But at the same time, there's no bitterness. It's just like, this is the life. This is the hand I've been dealt with. And I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to be, try to make my husband happy, my children happy. And she's trying to convey that to Simran. Like, I don't want that for you. I I wouldn't want that for you. But we got to make the best of what our situation. It's kind of simultaneously reassuring and also sad at the same time. Yes. And like you said, you know, men, we are not going to relate to that, but women do. And I think it was important for that yeah. scene to be there because it lends so much more, um, what to say, it makes it more important or it makes it more critical to understand why this is such a big thing. You know, yes. Simran could have eloped with Raj. That's just one way of running away from the problem or the solution. Exactly, from the problem. I mean, you have solved it for yourself, but tomorrow she's got a younger sister and Chutki may not get that opportunity that Simran got. Who knows? Yeah. You know, though Chutki did come out as more rebellious and the one who would find her way out and fight the system. If you've seen the little bits, that little scenes that they had among themselves, she did stand up in in certain ways to even Simran's fiance many times yeah. but um, Simran running away what repercussions would it have had on her sister that's also something to think about uh, so like I said DDLJ doesn't answer all these questions it does it did raise them in our minds as as a female audience all these thoughts came to our mind I'm sure none of the men thought about it I'm pretty sure about that <laughs> so I think from the lens of 2023 now, in the current generation, when you look back, and I would like to think things have changed a lot for women for women in India since then. I mean, there are still issues, uh, yeah, but, but definitely a little better. Not to that extent that it was back in the eighties and nineties. And so, yeah. when you look back, and that definitely is very resonant that women of that generation. Um, Gave up a lot. Gave up a lot and had to deal with. So it was, a and lot. it was not done in a very preachy way, like hammered into our heads. No. It was done very delicately, very uh, nicely that you don't become defensive. Like if you're, if you're a man and you're watching it and you're like, no, we're not like that. 
<laughs> rather than yeah. that it's like okay i i get it i this understand this is what happens um now will that make a difference or did that make a difference to people watching back then i don't know uh i don't really think there's a way to measure that but i would like to think at least people were aware or made aware if they never even thought about that in the first place um i do want to go back to something uh happier <laughs> Um, yes, let's we've been too serious about the film and the film is quite fun actually. <laughs> one of the nicest things um I I've obviously been criticizing Simran's characterization, the way she was written, and I will take it with a pinch of salt like okay, it's probably a fair representation of a girl of like Simran back then did not really have much agency and that's why she was just passive and just like letting things happen to her because there's really not much she could have done on her own fine i'll take that but what did work for me without any uh, debate is the pairing of shahrukh khan and kajol oh yeah i absolutely. will tell you absolutely they're my like last time i i talked about ryan gosling and emma stone my favorite hollywood pair my favorite bollywood yeah. pair all time favorite is shahrukh and kajol and that's heavily because of kuch kuch hota hai but then even in other films that i watch they have this natural chemistry that most movies pairs try to recreate but they they don't some do some don't but with shahrukh and kajol there seems to it seems to be effortless and they just settle into this chemistry um again i i wish simran had more to her character but even without that i just want i just was rooting for them the whole time i didn't really love the way they met and the meet cute and all of that but yeah. um especially when they are kind of on their own you know um uh, and they have to make their way back to their friends a lot a, a lot of it i bought i i will talk about the one scene that really really didn't work for me but overall i just like them as a pair and all the films that they do together they always click well um i'm actually yeah. curious to hear you know because you watched it in real time what did you make of that pairing between shahrukh and kajol oh yeah the, the shahrukh and kajol clicked so like i'll tell you for us uh, when we were growing up it was madhuri dikshit and anil kapoor which is still my favorite pair absolutely love them uh, anil kapoor and shri devi mm-hmm. and they clicked and i have a very soft spot for anil kapoor okay um and but what i liked about shahrukh and kajol and this is when i liked shahrukh in the movies in the series okay not after that after ddlj it flipped the <laughs> the dial flipped for me yeah. um they were very young and Shah, for me kajol's innocence in ddlj nailed it for me and i want to talk about this song called which is the first song which is mere khabo mein jo aaye which by the way at that point was a bit of controversy i could see that i was watching that i was watching the film i was like wow this people didn't have anything to say about this in 1995 <laughs> they had a lot to say about this but kajol is in a bath towel and then she goes into the short white dress and is soaking in the rain getting wet okay i feel anybody else uh, or maybe the way uh, how bollywood heroines were portrayed this song could have become vulgar but you know what it didn't and it became like the teenage anthem for the girls when they are crushing oh. or they enter the phase when they fall in love or when they are dreaming about this you know lo- amazing guy to walk into their lives etc and what clicked is also lata mangeshkar beni lata mangeshkar was 66 kajol was 21 yeah over and over the last 3 decades i have listened to ddlg songs so many times and 
God, I keep asking God, give me the energy, 10% of energy that Lata Didi, Lata Ji had at 66 singing for Kajol. Lata Ji has given every generation of women a song for their teenage years. That's how amazing Lata Ji was, okay? She was brilliant. And Kajol was fantastic on the screen. I loved how unconventional she looked from all the other Bollywood heroines. And if you see her makeup, in DDLJ, it's bare minimum, okay? When I was watching it again to just refresh for this podcast, Kajol had joint eyebrows and I loved that. I loved those bits. <laughs> My wife actually remarked that was like the most noticeable thing about uh, her. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I was like, oh, wow, you know, like Kajol's completely changing the idea of Bollywood beauty mm-hmm. and she was not petite like I said and she was this little stout on the plumpier side but her dresses all her attire she carried off so well be it western or be it uh, Indian and to me she and Shahrukh went into such a natural chemistry zone like I said they were feeding off each other very spontaneous it felt it didn't feel like they would have rehearsed yeah it's like they read their lines, they came and they delivered. It was like, I felt like Avrita Chopra had to do bare minimum for those two scenes, for the, when these two were on the scene. And you'll see that, you'll see in the other movies also, they have clicked as a pairing. And it also boils down that they're great friends off screen. Yeah. I think it just uh, translates. Uh, are they my favorite pairing? I don't know. I have, they're okay. I mean, I get the pairing. I am not like they are my favorite pairing. Uh, but I like seeing them uh, together on screen for sure. There's no question about it. Um, I I actually like Shah Rukh and Juhi's pairing a little more. bit more. Okay. Uh, and that is understated and that's underrated and people need to watch their movies a bit more. Uh, they also very, uh, yeah. very good. I mean, if, if we restrict to Shah Rukh Khan, I, I know the one pair that they really... Uh, for me, over the last two decades, based on my observations, first it was they tried to make Shahrukh Khan and Aishwarya Rai, like a, yeah, a big pair. Didn't work. didn't work for me. I just didn't don't know, just felt Not very different. And now it's Shahrukh Khan and Deepika Padukone. And I don't know, maybe it's the age yeah. uh, difference. It's the age gap for me. <laughs> I, I, there's too much of age gap between them. I'm like Bollywood heroes should stop uh, romance, uh, romancing uh, heroines, which are like... More than 10 years younger. Yeah. Like Anushka and Shah Rukh, Dipika and Shah Rukh, Katrina and Shah Rukh. I'm like, this is not yeah. working for me. So, Sorry. Shah Rukh doesn't work for me anymore. So it's even more harder <laughs> for me. <laughs> but at least back then, you know, like the late 90s, the 2000s, I, I felt for me, again, Shah Rukh and Kajol, like unbeatable pairing. No, they work. Um, they absolutely, they're a great chemistry. Like they, it's very natural. Yeah. You know, effortless is the word for both of them. Yeah. So, and I yeah. think like and you mentioned, no about that. when you have like a, easy friendship off screen. I think that translates yeah. well on screen as well. Um, so that that really was one of the high points of the film. Um, and so th- that's yeah. why a lot of what the characters go- went through the movie, like the whole thing in Europe, like I could buy because I could see them just being themselves. Um, not, now I know from watching like other interviews of Kajo, like she's not like that in real life, obviously. Like she's a lot more bubblier yeah. and like, She's yeah. a bit of, she's playful. She's a bit of a prankster herself. Uh, so she had to tone down for Simran. Yes. <laughs> but overall, like everything worked. She says that. She says that in the interview. She's like, when I read Simran, I told, I told Aditya, what is this? This is not me at all. How can I do this role? <laughs> so... so in that context. <laughs> and she did and she did it well. So to do that, she, she had really to well. act well, right? Like, so, and she did that. Yes. Uh, even though her characterization was not the greatest, she did what she was given, like, 
what she was given. Yes. She performed to the best of her ability. So that pairing worked. The pairing, what they had to go through in the first and the second half, for the most part, worked for me. Uh, but I want to draw attention to once. What didn't work? <laughs> what didn't work, Benny? Let's, let's talk let's about back, that scene. <laughs> let's dip back into the negative. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's give the context where they have had. So yeah. they missed the bus. Uh, they are with their friends. She's with her two girlfriends. He's with uh, three girlfriends. She, he's with his two friends. And they missed the train, the next train uh, on the tour. Okay. Yeah. And so they get stuck. And the train is the next day. So now what do they do? So they're stuck with each other. She doesn't like him, clearly. He's just trying to impress her. He's clearly smitten by her. That's a given. So he's trying to impress her. And then they get stuck together. She gets drunk because, well, it first all starts with her just being very frustrated and angry yeah. with Raj because he's he doesn't yeah. seem to take anything seriously, which Being really seriously. is a problem. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> yes, it's a Can problem you for me. Serious now? I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, like, dude, you are 20, whatever, 22, yeah. 23. Why are you acting like yeah. you're 13? Like, he was getting on my nerves all the like, time. All right, let's, you know, be serious for a moment to get back with your friends and then you can get back to your shenanigans. Anyway, she's mad at him. Uh, they get this uh, hotel room uh, or something and then she doesn't want to stay in the yeah. same room with him. So she goes to this barn kind of thing, which I'm assuming yeah. is in the same building or vicinity. And <laughs> so he goes there um, and I guess it starts snowing and they decided, well, they're just going to go there. They're going to stay there rather than go back to their warm and comfortable room. <laughs> and so they stay there. Um, you ask this question and I'm like, Benny, you're looking for logic in Bollywood films. Sorry. I can't. I was, my first thought when the, it started snowing was like, can you go back to the room now? And they're like, nope, no. we're going to stay here and freeze. So I was like, I was like, Benny, how can you be so innocent and naive and ask this question? So, <laughs> Come on. So Raj decides to go to sleep and uh, Simran sees this bottle of alcohol. And it's implied that she drinks it because when Raj wakes up, Simran is just completely different character. Now it's probably closer to Kajol's character now. Kajol's real uh, life character, yeah. So they, so there's this great song. Um, uh, and Again, Asha Bhosle, who's Lata Mageshka's sister mm-hmm. and just two, three years younger to her, gives the playback. And what a peppy, amazing number. Zarasa Jumilume is. It's amazing. I love, I, I, I love, I, I love all songs. Yeah. I do want to t- set some time apart to talk about the songs because uh, I have a lot to say about the yeah, songs. Yeah, we have to. We have to. But following the song, which again, another issue I had was so she's <laughs> drunk for an entire day because they're, she's dancing during the daytime as well. So I'm assuming this is... True. And the night time. Yeah. Okay, context, Benny, context. You're watching a Bollywood film. Did you realize this at the start of the film Uh where Amrish Puri is feeding the pigeons? He is in Trafalgar Square, which is central London. Nobody else seems to be there too. (laughs) And he walks back to South Hall where he lives, which is like 20 miles away from central London. (laughs) How is he walking back in the morning 20 miles within half an hour? Please tell me what he was doing. So don't look for logic in DDLJ, please. Trying, I'm trying. (laughs) First thumb rule. First thumb rule. So, all right. So fast forward at the end of the song, I guess she goes to sleep. The hangover, probably she's still having the hangover, but she wakes up in her bed, in the bed, and her first thought is like, did something happen? Like, did Raj and I 
you know, sleep together. It's kind of strewn about and, you know, all of that. And then Raj comes in and she asks, did something happen? Now, I get what the, I get what Aditya Chopra was trying to go for here, right? And this, the writer, whoever it was, they're trying to make like a comedy or a humor. They're trying to get humor out of the situation. Um, so basically Raj is like trying to like joke with her or uh, saying like, yeah, we did essentially it happened and she starts yeah. to cry. And that's when he's like, no, no, I was just joking. And then he says the line, which, which you kind of re- referred to a little bit earlier. Um, My God. He talks about how he wouldn't let that happen. Uh, being an Indian man. Uh, what does he say exactly? Yeah, he says, he says, Simran, Simran, you know, and I'm translating this for the listeners, okay? Because it's all in Hindi. He's like, I know what you think of me. I know you think I'm a frivolous flirt man. And you know, I would do anything. But at the heart of it, I'm an Indian man. I know what it is for an Indian woman. And I would never do this uh, to hurt her. It's uh, which is respect. Okay. Uh, right. So if it was not an Indian woman, would you be sleeping around with her? What were you, what the hell are you trying to do? And, and no Indian man does this. Sorry. I don't know what world Aditya Chopra and the writer were living in, but that line was, and mind you, maybe we become more aware now, but even then it held good. Okay. So please stop making this nonsense. This is where it ticked me off the whole Indianness or Indians are greater than the Westerners or, you know, Indian culture is better than the Western culture because, hey, in Western culture, everybody's sleeping around with them, each other before marriage and we don't do that. Rubbish, just rubbish messaging, in my opinion. Sorry, uh, DDS fans, <laughs> but this is a fact. <laughs> no, the, the thing is, well, let's start with Simran herself. Like, you see her plight. This is a girl who's been raised in a very conservative household, right? Very conservative Same. upbringing. This is like a huge thing for her to be alone with a guy for days. Yeah. Explicitly against yeah. what her parents would have wanted for her. She had to, she was on the verge of not getting the permission to even go on this trip with her friends. Correct. But her dad's like, okay, I trust you. You can go. She, as as much as she likes this guy, she's still being respectful of her father's wishes. Yeah. And she's a conservative girl. So for her to be even like, spending days alone with this guy, especially a guy like Raj. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. That's a big deal for her. And so you wake up and you think, oh my God, I don't remember anything that's happened. And I see all these I, things I, uh, on, you know, on the bed and on the floor. Did something happen? And then you see Raj and a hundred percent, he's the kind of guy who would do that. <laughs> right? Like he's the guy. Exactly. And, and, and worst, Benny, worst, think about it. Drunk, blacked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's drunk and blacked out. She will have no memory of it. And imagine if that has happened to her. That is even worse, right? And they try to make light of this situation yeah. and make fun of the situation. I'm sorry, it's not flying with anyone. It didn't. I don't think it, people appreciate it. At least the women didn't appreciate it at that time. I was going to ask that next. I, was, I was going to ask that next because, again, when you look at it from the lens of 2020s, uh, you know, watching it 27, 28 years later, for me, clearly, that scene, I would think if they could go back in time, they would take that scene out. Um, totally not. But I'm trying to understand it from the perspective of the filmmakers. They thought, okay, this scene is to reinforce this notion of Indian values and Indian man. Yeah. Like the Indian male is yeah. very protective. 
of like and i was like i don't know was india different back then like i wasn't no i mean i was born (laughs) i was nine years old back then but uh, i wasn't really in india but i was like no what was the context for that particular thing because i don't know that narrative doesn't really make sense to me yeah we just didn't have internet and social media at that time to vent but trust me if we (laughs) did and we had blogs at least people would be writing women would be writing about how offensive the scene was uh, i was really upset from simran's perspective because like i said she being the conservative person she is and raj is like messing with her and i'm like dude it's not okay <laughs> you don't it's not you okay know that. it was never okay you know that what kind of girl she is that. this is not something you would joke about and she still falls for him by the way she yeah. still falls and... for him so <laughs> I, I, the romance didn't click for me people talk about the romance of ddlj and the romance just didn't click for me how she fell in love with him just didn't click for me raj has a lot of red flags to be in in today's world like we talk about red flag and green flag raj showed them time and again he did a complete 180 degree turn after he came to india that's different yeah. okay so like you said we are looking at two different people uh, at point in time and we have been told this is the same love story yeah. i don't think that is the case so yeah, yeah. The, uh, kind of wrapping up around that particular scene um this whole notion that raj uh, is kind of giving this a speech about like how as an Indian man he realizes how important honor is to an Indian woman I'm like dude every, every woman re- re- demands that respect every woman <laughs> every just, woman demands that uh, respect please stop this Indian yeah, woman thing um, <laughs> please stop it, it and it's not reflective of like you mentioned earlier like I would like to think that Indian men in general are a lot more or more respectful to women than like anybody else in the world but Trust me, I don't want to say it no. out myself, but I think yeah. historically, if you're following the news and any events, the Indian man is not any more special than a non-Indian man. Any other man. Men in general, yeah. it's we're same. not the greatest. Men in general are problematic. <laughs> They're not the greatest. It is a problem. We women accept it. We know it. And now it's just that now we have a voice. People yeah. are voicing it out more, calling it out more. There are little better laws. That's what we're trying to do, okay? It's still not hunky-dory for women, yeah. trust me. I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, honestly. But can movies please stop throwing these scenes on our faces and like, no, we're not buying it anymore. <laughs> it's as simple as that. All right. Uh, so you can see how much how much people are outraged over toxicity. Uh, and, and that's great, I think, in my opinion. So yeah, DDLJ had its share of ridiculous scenes. <clears throat> now, let, uh, we, we can get to the convincing, quote-unquote convincing nature of the romance between Raj and Simran. And particularly yeah. the ending of the film. But before that, I do want to focus on one of the biggest positives of the film. Uh, that is the music. Uh, the oh, songs. Yes. Let's talk about um, music. I will tell yes. you, first of all. So I'm from the state of Tamil Nadu, which is the southernmost state of India. We have our own language. We have our own film industry with our film songs. So growing up, I was exposed to more of that than I was exposed to Bollywood. But somehow, yeah. over the last 25 years, I can tell you that I've heard these songs, the songs from these films, multiple times in all kinds of situations, probably at weddings or like some special event or you're like going in the bus <laughs> and someone is playing that song or you hear it in like the train station. Like it's always around you, right? Yes. And I remember yeah. watching this movie and for the first time, I think I've 
kind of got to watch all of the songs as it pertains to the context of the movie and the visuals yeah. too. The visuals are a huge part of the oh. songs too. The songs. And I was thinking, the... man, I love these songs before I even realized it, that this is what it <laughs> is from. And yes. uh, and I have to say, like, I do have a favorite song. I mean, all I loved all of the songs, but I think my yeah favorite one is today. Tujhe dekha to ye jana sanam. The title. The... No. Um, yeah. The the one the one which is the rage, right? Tujhe... When they say DDLG, that's the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's when Raj that's uh, and Simran meet in yeah. India for the first time, right? Like yeah. in, and yeah. in the mustard yeah. fields, the famous, yeah. iconic, I should say, mustard fields. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And I think why that's favorite, why that's my favorite is, like I said, I'm a romantic. And as much as certain parts uh, of the romance didn't work for me necessarily, I love a good um, reunion or like meeting yeah. up after a long time. I was time. really nice. So yeah. I know what's about to happen, but still they had to act, right? And they acted well, yeah. both Shah Rukh yeah. and Kajol in that scene, the music, the mustard field as a backdrop. And them running, uh, or Kajal running to Shahrukh because obviously he's too cool to run to her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it it worked, and she needs to be saved. Yeah, he's the savior, yeah. so yeah. Um, but it, it worked for me, and I was like, okay, I like this. I, I like this one. <laughs> I like this song, uh, and it works for me, and it's really nice. And um, I, honorable mention, uh, Rukja O Dildivane, even though. I don't that, like first half, uh, Shahrukh. Um, it's such a fun song. It was song. a fun song. <laughs> some good dance. Fun song. And the last bit where he actually drops her to the floor. I, I actually love that part. Yes. But Kajol didn't know about this. Which is, okay, you think now it's funny, but imagine not telling Kajol at that point that you're, you're going to be dropped. Okay, so... It, Please, you wouldn't do that to the guy, yeah, right? You would yeah. always tell, tell the male actor. Only the female actors get this uh, and rough end of the stick, I feel. Anyway, so they dropped her and she wasn't aware that she would be dropped. And that's why the expression was more yeah. natural, is so. what they have said in the trivia. <laughs> they so think she was friends with the director and actor. So that's the exactly. only reason. Exactly. Otherwise, trust me, any other woman would have just yeah. you know, been blasting them away. My favorite song actually is... But the, the way it started, yeah. Lata's that uh, soft tone, which is like, she's only singing, it's only her voice. It's very normal background music. It's just that phase stays with me. And they have shown the realization of love that they both realize that they are in love is just beautifully picturized yeah. in my opinion. But I also love Mere Khabo Me, like I told you, because of how much innocence yeah, and yeah. joy it brought and what it meant for teenage girls. I really love that song as well.
And I don't think of any wedding after 1995 has not played Mehendi Laga Ke Rakhna. <laughs> I cannot. It, it doesn't yes, matter if you're not dancing. Lot. Like Maharashtrian, Maharashtrian weddings don't have Sangeet. Now they do because the youngsters want want everything Bollywoodish. Uh, we never had Sangeet and all this dancing, etc. Very on the Haldi day, probably you'll dance a bit. But Mehendi Laga Ke Rakhna just plays in every wedding right. in India. Like. you cannot have a wedding without the song being played it's so it like i said uh, there are many many things about ddlj which have got ingrained in the indian psyche or the indian culture or the indian system and some of them are pretty good honestly so yeah i mean when we talk about tremendous what holds up well or how <clears throat> does it hold up today i think the music timeless Hell it is it, it's timeless and i'm timeless absolutely and i'm telling this as someone who's not even like a natural bollywood film buff or Bollywood music yeah. uh, listener even now when i hear the songs i don't like skip it i listen to the full song and i may yeah. not even like know the I words the but i'm like too. it evokes some sense of like my childhood almost <laughs> like yeah. you know, because and i'm always <laughs> i'm always humming or I'm, i'm always smiling when i listen to these songs i'm always smiling it's just it brings so much joy and such great memories back it's it's a it's just an amazing album honestly funnily enough if people ask me about my top 5 albums and all ddlj won't even feature there okay <laughs> because there are more amazing albums yeah. than ddlj like you mentioned before we started this program that you were surprised why ddlj didn't win the best music at film fair awards that year because it was won by rangila and rangila is just an outstanding album because ar rehman was happening in parallel and ar rehman revolution to music industry in india is just another yeah. four or five hour topic <laughs> to be discussed okay so but jatin lalit were also beautiful gave really beautiful uh, movie so if you people can go check their wikipedia page and jojita wahi sekandar chalte chalte uh, then uh, which which are, these these were two that like, come to my mind and lot of sharukh movies yes boss lovely songs jatin lalit were just fantastic uh, so I want to add that a lot of um film songs, right? To me at least when I when I just listen to them without watching like the video, the visual part of it, they're like yeah. okay. And then you watch it with the video or part of the it film enhances. and you're like okay, now I love it. For some, something about this, you know, it, it really makes the song good. But for me, this is one of those albums where I don't need to watch the film. I don't need to watch the no, visuals. No, you don't. <laughs> it's standalone it's it's great and to this day i can still enjoy it like 27 28 later even with all of the uh new musicians music composers evolutions uh, uh in music itself yeah. it has got that old uh it's got those classic and timeless vibe to it and at least for the 90s yes. kids i feel like it evokes like a, a bygone era <laughs> so i think really and And you said "Kuch Kuch Hota Hai" was your favorite film. It's again Jatin yeah. Lalit. It's again Jatin Lalit giving the music. Then they, uh, my God, so many of them I can think of. There was Sarfarosh, and then there was um, um, Ham Tum, mm. and then there was Khiladi. But the songs were so good. And just for trivia, just for the listeners, um, Jatin Lalit's first movie was Yara Dildara, and the movie was okay, flop, I think. 
but there's one song bin tere sanam okay marmitenge hum which is like an absolute favorite in 90s kids you play that song and all the 90s kids will like oh wow like what a song so jatin lalit have got a great resume so if people want to go check out uh, do check out their music really fantastic song also um when i mentioned this you almost said hey don't bring this up but i want to bring it up now uh no <laughs> i put you're going to think yourself I'm great question, <laughs> and i'll say there was a reason why i put this question i said or i asked was this among lata mangeshkar's finest work um no. and i'm going to be like a absolute <laughs> Absolutely condescending Bollywood music <laughs> snob here. Well, I, again, because hey, remember, I... <laughs> I'm not uh, necessarily a. This is a question because I generally don't know. I listen to all these songs, so and I, I get it, and I, I see who sung it, and it's most of them are Lata Mangeshkar. And like you mentioned, six to six years old and singing for a twenty-three yeah. year old. But you, I mean, yeah. you know, it's not Kajol singing, but it doesn't really cause any kind of dissonance no. because she's got a very yeah. Lata Mangeshkar has got a very almost like a youthful voice that's lasted over generations and from the limited knowledge yes. of her work i feel like her voice never changed over decades it was always no. the same and so that's why i was just curious has there been better work done by her oh outstanding this is nowhere um, so that's what i'm saying when i talk about bollywood music and when i talk about my top five albums etc dilj won't feature because to understand context of again lata to music okay lata to india lata to music you really have to study her work uh, from the 50s into coming into the 90s 50s 60s in bollywood music is the golden period period there is no debates the voices the co-singers the musicians the lyrics the beauty of the music the melody is cannot be replicated like 90s and 2000s is probably the next base best phase of bollywood music but 50s 60s just sits right at the top so if you need to listen to lata at her peak in her essence in her tremendous talent and the voice and why she's revered as a legend why people love and love her like almost like the god of music nightingale of music there is a reason for that so you have to see that period of lata's career and those songs you have to really listen to 50s and 60s and the reason i am so passionate about it is benny i grew up on the songs yeah. my parents are big music buffs we had a vinyl record player and i have still have all the records and i woke up to this music every day i woke up to lata kishore rafi saab asha bhosle mukesh manna de every single day of my life okay so it is not in lata's best work <laughs> talk about the ending of yeah. this film. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go first. I have thoughts. I have thoughts on the way this movie ended. So, let's talk about the second half of okay. it in you know when when Shahrukh comes as Raj and slowly and steadily he starts he becomes friends with Kajol's fiance and everybody's impressed with how outgoing and fun he is and he's helping them out and Kajol's there are very funny instances where of the traditional festivities happening like karwa chauth where the wife or the fiance fast for the husband and she tells him like i'm going to drink break my fast only when you give me water and you know then she pulls out theatrics of fainting where then he feeds so things like that are happening right yeah. 
throughout the time i can see where they see the softness that raj brings versus the macho kuljeet is okay how very alpha male kuljeet is whereas raj is the soft guy who cares for the mother who cares for the sister who cares for kajol blah 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 and then the complication happens where kuljeet's sister played by preeti mandira bedi in the worst ever role <laughs> that i have seen her like why would you do this to her <laughs> Okay, she's also falling for Raj because he's so charming, and they fix up their marriage with Raj with her. So all these complexities are going on, and I wasn't convinced, Benny, at what point it flipped for Amrish Puri, father Baldev, that he was such a so much against Raj. What is it? See, Raj impressed everybody. Where is the point where he impresses Amrish Puri? Right. I am still confused. I have watched the movie so many times. What is it that flipped the uh, dial for Amrish Puri Baldev? And he said that okay, fine, you take my uh, daughter, and he loves you more than anybody. I am still not convinced. Since you watched it much more recently, tell me, did you find that convincing? No, not at all. And, and uh, the, the way I see it, the, the ending, right, the last ten, fifteen minutes, or whatever, it's a perfect en- encapsulation of what's. great about bollywood and what's the worst about bollywood <laughs> because the great thing about bollywood in general and i will even extend this to indian cinema like other films too is the the emotions the drama the melodrama right it evokes strong emotions in you essentially like as a viewer yeah. um yeah. As, as someone who's watching the movie either in the theater or in the comfort of your home Indian cinema is one of the best when it comes to getting strong reactions out of you, be it frustration, happiness, tears, all of that, right? In that respect, sure, they, you know, from the moment, especially the scene where that f- photo flies out of the window, Hollywood can't do this. Hollywood can do a lot of things. They no, cannot do that. No, no, but Bollywood, but Bollywood will do this and convince you this will right, happen. Exactly. <laughs> I'm watching this photo and I'm like really Simran you had to leave the photo right by the window you couldn't even put it under like a book you just had to keep it there and so this photo flies and of course there are a couple of times where it looks like Baldev Singh is very close to seeing it but then he's called over or whatever mm. but then of course of all the what 100 people in that place he finally sees the photo oh nobody else to. sees it nobody else to. catches it he has to um like starting from that scene on right it's like that's when we know okay now we've reached like the climax of this film and like what's going to happen so it set the stage well because the second half till that point was going great i really loved uh raj's antics it was uh, it worked better for me than it worked in the first yeah. half because in the first half Definitely. he was and he was not he was not disrespectful exactly. to anyone yeah. he wasn't disrespectful yeah. right and he was he was Actually, uh, there's a scene, you know, after Mehndi Laga Ke Rakhna, the men are dancing on one side and the women are dancing on the other side of the terrace. And uh, Shah Rukh's character goes, jumps over to their side yeah. with the chunri uh, and he's dancing with the women, which is great where you show that why is it so different? Why should they be separate and they can blend, mix together and they can have fun together. And Amrish Puri comes and he's like, everybody goes into silence and Shah Rukh Khan like, 
you know puts the and which is really funny he puts the chundri over his yeah, head and he walks yeah. in a very demure fashion like sh- probably shitting in his pants <laughs> like oh god i'm so dead now and he goes off and then very sweetly uh, amrish puri's character sings this very lovely song again a very famous song from a movie vakt uh, a meri zohra zabi which is a very very loved song uh in uh, in india and if you watch bollywood everybody loves it and the expressions of farida jalal and amrish puri yeah. in that song just change the mood altogether where even they I, it feels that sharukh has kind of brought them together sharukh's character has made him express his love openly for his wife which in indian culture you don't right. do you've hardly seen your parents hug it out in public right which is really sweet uh, how they brought that out so you're like this guy is doing it so he was being bringing things uh, which were not happening but he was doing it in a very subtle manner yeah. okay which i quite liked so but tell me it's still not <laughs> convincing me that he impressed about even he, that he didn't so let's let's go to that <laughs> confrontation scene right um i think the plan was well first of all let's start with raj himself um when the the marriage uh the the, the wedding itself like it's been brought forward yeah. because Pre- the forward, yeah. grandmother in typical indian grandmother fashion decides it's all about her <laughs> yes always it's not about the bride or like, the bride hey, groom whether I'm they are ready die, or not <laughs> so this marriage needs to happen now so <laughs> now um it doesn't matter it's going to be 10 days later yeah. but now <laughs> and i thought that was like uh okay grandma <laughs> but okay so now obviously raj see there are So, so many yeah. there are things when you watch bollywood movies over a period of your life you realize you should not be pondering yeah, or analyzing yeah. them or looking for logic <laughs> so. you get the rhythms quickly yeah you get how it works exactly um, you know what to ignore and what to focus on yeah so now what happens is now where i started to get a little bit like wait a minute um was when raj who till then whenever simran has been like raj take me away i'm worried i'm I'm scared yeah. that they'll marry me off and Raj till then he's so confident right he's like nobody can take me uh, nobody can take you away from me everything Correct. will work out now he's like wait a minute the wedding is tomorrow i don't know what to do I'm like, dude what were you planning all this time <laughs> i thought there was some sort of master plan that you had and just because you booked the tickets yeah just because a wedding was brought forward <laughs> you done something now you're worried so that was like strike first strike i was like okay so you never had a plan you were just enjoying yourself and suddenly last minute <laughs> good one very good observation <laughs> now we have to figure something out so that was the, the first strike and then uh so there's a conversation between raj and raj's dad and raj's dad also another character who for most part is never serious <laughs> and then he does have like this heart to heart talk with him and raj is like all right i guess now he's completely thrown out this belief his value that hey we're not going to run away because i need to get approval of your dad that's thrown out the window yeah. now he's like gone right, completely let's run. i'm like dude wait a minute what happened you just said you need to convince her dad and so strike two. two and a half hours we have spent two and a half yeah. hours you have convinced the female audience here is a guy who's sensible enough has the courage that we can convince the parent and we can get proper approval yeah. and then you're like sorry i can't do this strike one no planning no uh <laughs> strategy at all after since you came to india strike two in one moment you're like 
decide to completely <laughs> abandon your principle that uh, you're not going to take the girl without her father's approval. And then, you know, once uh, Baldev Singh discovers a photo and then, uh, yeah. you know, when Raj opens the door and he sees this whole family all looking <laughs> like they're going to kill him. And I'm like... <laughs> like the big reveal. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Raj, let's see what <laughs> you have up your sleeve now. And so obviously we get all, you know, Baldev Singh is justifiably he he's like you this is like humiliating for me because you fooled me yeah. you fooled my entire family and then under my own house like you know under my roof yeah. you know you've been doing this and then he slaps him in a very unconvincing manner with all the sound effects thrown in there <laughs> and i'm like okay now what's raj gonna do is he gonna like fight back and then simran comes running i'm like okay now we got it okay now something is you know yeah Simran's like, take me away, Raj. And Raj is like, no, you know what? Your dad is right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Strike three. This, I don't think you had any plan this whole entire time. You were just BSing your way throughout this whole movie. You just wanted to sing and dance in Switzerland. You wanted to come to India and enjoy this hospitality. And oh, now God. when stuff gets real, you're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> he, Bye. Yeah, like, you know what? I, I, I did succeed and I don't want to take you away. So I'm going to leave. I'm like, dude, this girl trusted yeah. you. She's had to take, she's actually had a tougher time throughout this whole movie than you did. Yeah. She's had to yeah. essentially lie to her dad or not be truthful to her dad, but trusting that Raj has a plan. And then when it comes to crunch time, Raj doesn't have anything. And he's he's gone against his principle. He's shown that he's never really had a proper idea in place. And then when finally, <laughs> you know, the dad confronts him, I think now would be the time to convince him. Instead, he's like, no. Exactly. You're right. You know what? I, I, I'm going to leave. And then he just walks away. Yeah. And I'm like... And that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing to do. So he, yeah, that whole phase right from the time that he had the conversation with his dad to the point where he leaves the house, I was like, Raj, you are a terrible person. And if I was the father, I'd be like, good riddance. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I am not giving my daughter which to makes you. makes <laughs> it all the more worse when, uh, fast forward to the uh the train, the train station, platform. right? Now, we'll talk about the train scene separately because that actually worked for me. Um, yeah, for me too. Now, Raj and his, his dad go to the station. And uh, what do we have? We have uh, we have to talk about the fight scene too. The fight scene, completely unnecessary. But I feel like it was mentioned in the romantic, um, romantic on Netflix. Wasn't it? Was it added uh, on SRK's request? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, a little background for the listeners. Shah Rukh Khan, like I said, was doing anti-hero movies, okay? And he wanted to be an action uh, 
hero and aditya chopra had promised him that i will make an action film for you but he came up with this romantic film for him so sharukh is still upset 28 years down the line that <laughs> aditya chopra has not made an action film for him and at that point because he was so obsessed about action 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 he said i want one action fight scene in my movie and they just succumbed to it yeah. and it was just yeah, that was that came in i know i i remember watching that on netflix and i was thinking i i mean i didn't really understand the context of it you know when just watching that episode but in the movie it comes out it's so jarring because it's so abrupt this movie is all about yeah, romance really about like parental yeah. you know, family, family parents that. relationships and as much as you know the character um, i forget the character's name the son uh baldev singh's kuljeet uh, kuljeet um kuljeet who is Parmeet Sethi for the audience, who's actually the husband of Archana Puran Singh. So, okay, the movie does establish that he's not really the greatest guy because, like, some comments yeah, that he... he's an alpha male. He's a typical, you know, dominant alpha Indian male. That's fine. That's understood. And I get he's mad, and I get he's upset, but Raj is leaving. Right? There's like no yeah. reason for him to pursue <laughs> to go hammer him. And, and so this whole fight scene just felt like. this is not this is out of place and i don't know i i just felt yeah. it was not a scene that was needed at that point um but it's bollywood <laughs> and you need something like this there's no movie which cannot have action benny i'm just trying to tell you don't question the sensibilities <laughs> okay. around those scenes it does what it it does add one thing though because at the end um raj is all beaten up and bloody so it gives that visual but other than that like you know um that fight scene was so out of place but yeah maybe that changes and softens baldev uh, baldev singh you know you really know. should it have though i don't know i'm just okay you. here's my perspective let's say i'm baldev singh i've just discovered that this guy raj who i already did not like in the first place because back in london you know he was this guy <laughs> he had stolen beer from my store had, took, i mean he did pay for the beer but he just threw the money and took the beer and ran yeah. but he was very disrespectful and like a guy you would think is just a terrible person and then he comes to india somehow mysteriously and you're like fine maybe he's all right because he says some nice things when they're feeding pigeons together um and then you discover that he's the guy that your daughter has fallen in love with and he's been secretly trying to woo her or get her back you get mad at him you tell him to leave get out and he's gone now i hear my friend is saying oh he they he and my uh, son are fighting and you're like okay let's go to the train station let's break them up and you know get raj out of here now he goes there raj is all beaten up bloody so my first impression is okay this guy can't even fight like he just gets beaten up <laughs> okay how can i protect my daughter um and then he sees simran is there and she's like trying to run to raj but he holds simran's hand because till then he's been true to his character right like he's like no this guy is very shady very untrustworthy doesn't seem like he can save himself let alone protect you um everything about this guy i've learned is you know i'm like no it's a big red flag like no we can forget kuljit i can find you someone else <laughs> you know anyone else so he's holding on to her fine so raj is on the train train starts moving um simran is like like she's saying dad let me go let me go 
And he just keeps staring at Raj. And then he lets her hand go, right? Even yeah. if Simran is like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what, what happened that changed your mind? <laughs> and he's like, and he's telling this, uh, he's, he tells her that um, no one can make you happier than Raj. And I just sat back and yeah. I was like, based on what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait a minute. A to B. How did, how did you come to that conclusion? <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Bollywood. And I'm like, just because he came to India and he made all this effort, are we supposed to buy that? Like, if that is the case, you needed more time. You needed to yeah. give Baldev Singh uh, more time to come to that conclusion. He would have needed more than just like, what the whole thing lasted probably when you take that scene at the house and the scene at the station, not longer than 10, 10 minutes. minutes. In 10 minutes, you yeah, had to go from betrayal to acceptance. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, I don't. Like, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't change so quickly. So either as a filmmaker, you would have had to. If the audience is supposed to buy that, okay, well, they're saying, you know, has had a change of heart. I can accept it, but you need to demonstrate how the character has come to that conclusion. So you need to have another scene or give more time because nothing has changed between the house and the station. He just decides, all right, the movie's almost over. Might as well let you go. You know, like, no, that's not how it works. Happy ending. It's not supposed to work that way. Happy ending, but it worked. But Benny, it worked because it's been running (laughs) in Maratha Mandir Theatre in Bombay Central for last 28 years nonstop. DDLJ worked for whatever reason. Positives it <laughs> outweigh the negatives in this film. And I think, Definitely. and I think one of the Definitely. greatest examples of a positive is what happens after he lets go of her hand. It's this iconic scene which has been imitated to death by parody to parody, death. To death. Imitated. <laughs> they say uh, replicated. What is the imitation is the sincerest form of flattery because from flattery, Hindi yeah. films. Tamil, Telugu, you know, multiple languages. Everyone. They have had different versions of that. You know, the climactic scene where, especially on a train, like the hero or uh, the heroine tries to like catch up with their love interest on a moving train. Yeah. And I can see why. And I, can, I think this is one of the factors for why this movie is still running successfully. And people have such an emotional connect uh, because that scene... For all its flaws, you know, this movie, and for me, it worked because it is so cinematic because yeah, the, the train is moving. You, you, you know, you're led to believe that, okay, maybe this love story is not meant to be. It's not going to work out. And then the dad lets her hand go. And now she's running. And that whole thing is so cinematic, right? Like she's not even running super fast. It almost feels like a jog, obviously, for... Logistic purposes, they probably needed her to run at a certain speed. But the music, her running, and Raj just cinematically just like, you know, extending his hand and just waiting for her. It's all a nice buildup. And that scene worked for me. You know, he uh, finally, he's able to pull her onto the train. It was it was really well done. And I think that is a perfect is. example um, of Bollywood getting something right, like in the sense of like the specter, right? Like the visual. Yeah. And that's why we yes. can ignore a lot of, like in Indian cinema, we can ignore a lot of the flaws because when they do a scene right, it's just, they knock it out of the park. 
Um, so that scene worked for me and that scene has been imitated. I've also like seen memes now that makes sense to me. Like, uh, you know, when uh, Raj <laughs> gives like a thumbs up to Baldev yeah. Singh. <laughs> thumbs up. Baldev Singh. <laughs> I've seen this meme. It's not a very well, Amrish Puri, great actor, right? I, I don't yeah. think that was well acted. I think he was a bit awkward. That scene was very awkward. <laughs> Baldev Singh, who's hated Raj to his guts. Yeah. He just like... He gives, I mean, you have to see it to actually, you know, understand how comical and awkward it yeah. is. But um, <laughs> gives a thumbs up <laughs> like someone pinched him from behind. <laughs> he's like, oh, all right, thumbs up. And he gives a smile. And I'm like, oh, now I get the meme. It's, it's really hilarious. But uh, I mean, yeah. even with all of that, yeah, I, I love that ending. Uh, I, I love that scene, I should say even though overall the ending of the film was not, didn't work for me because you had to make so many Absolute. leaps, yeah. like logical leaps to arrive at that last scene. At that, yeah. But Aditya Chopra just yeah. knocked it out of the park with that train scene Tell that us. worked for me. And it's, it is kind of perfect. It's the right closure to their romance journey it, because it starts with Raj pulling her on the Ural also, right? Mm, That's the correct, scene. Correct, correct, correct. Their yep. first meetup is where Raj <clears throat> pulls yeah. her onto the train. She's running late. So it was more of their first meet and the beginning of their marriage, right. their married yeah. life. So it all uh, it all just culminated very nicely. And funnily enough, I just saw a, a Pakistani movie recently, two weeks ago, called Teri Meri Kahania. And this scene is repeated, uh, reversed, <laughs> repeated, but reversed. Yeah. Whereas the lady <laughs> and the guy is then chasing yeah. in the moving train. And Obviously, that, that love story is different. impact and influence has but... crossed borders. Like that's testament to, yes. you know, the yeah. And they actually, they actually said that we, uh, when the actors and actresses were being interviewed, they're like, we loved the scene so much because we love DDLG <laughs> so much. And we thought, oh, let's recreate the iconic DDLG scene. So... I think that's just stuck in everybody's mind. It's it's so brilliant, uh, that scene. Uh, and it was right. It was just the right uh, scene to close out the movie. Uh, and that's why I say, you know, while it has like flaws, like uh, uh, in the movie, there are individual scenes which just elevate it enough to make absolutely. it a cult classic that people still love watching it again and again. Correct. And someone like me who can watch it like 28 years later and ignore <laughs> some of the you know flaws and you know the logical leaps and be like actually i enjoyed this movie i wouldn't mind rewatching it again at yeah. some other date if it was like if it was on tv i i probably would watch it because it's it's actually a pretty good movie so i enjoyed it and that's what i've done like there are certain movies which will come on television and obviously now we've moved to a different times right where it's ott and we're generally watching on demand uh, uh series and tv so we don't actively go seek out but there was a time in india when cable came in and uh, when i lived in dubai we didn't have otts etc when it came on any of the channels you're having dinner or you're just you know relaxing after dinner or it's a lazy weekend afternoon and ddlj is playing you'll just watch yeah. you'll watch because and like i said for me, it is a lot of with whom I watched. I watched with my girl gang, my school gang, who are very close friends of mine, even today. And <clears throat> there was this, uh, and that theater that we watched, Benny, is not existing anymore. Mm. Uh, okay. So we went and my aunt had got us these private box seats. So we were just the 10 of us in that seats, you know, watching DDLJ, first day, first show. There's such happy memories of 
watching that film and how excited we got with the idea of taking a girl's trip etc that's what stays with you uh, in the yeah. end so i get the criticism i get why people don't like it but seriously i don't get the hate sometimes people <laughs> outrage over ddlj honestly there are many good things about this movie and like i would say if you claim to be anyone claims to be a srk fan you have to watch ddlj you cannot not watch ddlj that's my view of the movie yes. and i don't go about recommending uh, i don't go about recommending ddlj to everyone now but please if you if you're a bollywood fan if you're srk fan you surely cannot skip <laughs> ddlj <laughs> watching ddlj in your resume of viewing we'll, we'll get to the stars or the ratings uh, how much we would individually yeah. give uh before we get to that uh some stray observations which we're going to call it outtakes uh for the podcast uh you 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 mentioned mandira beedi uh mandira beedi is someone who i came across because of cricket um was in the <sighs> which i hate the fact that she's associated <laughs> with cricket also but let me step back <laughs> uh she uh I forget which world cup it was it's uh i mean uh, 2003 2003 woke up okay Please yeah that's when i first came across mandra beedi and she just captured uh, the nation's attention because india is obsessed with cricket and she was like one of the presenters and that's how i got to know her and since then too she's kind of been associated with cricket from time to time um and you did mention that you know mandra beedi is in this film and i knew she'd been she's an actor and she's done like parts here and there um and i watched her in this film obviously she had a very very tiny role uh not much to speak of and she did the best she could um i absolutely enjoyed the scene where she mandra beedi who whose character is preeti she sees raj for the first time so raj comes <laughs> in kuljeet is introducing raj to his parents to preeti i will ask people who have watched ddlj as well Go back and watch that scene. Mandra Beedi's eyes never leave Shahrukh Khan the whole time. Never. <laughs> like every, like their dialogue. It's like a two three minute scene, I think. Uh, you know, Raj is talking, yeah. Kuljeet is talking, Kuljeet's dad is talking. Mandra Beedi. Mom is yeah, there. And Preeti is just mouth kind of a little open. She's looking at Raj like she's met the love of her life. the whole time she's just staring at him she's just like her eyes never leave him and i was like that's so good it's it's such a small <laughs> thing right like she could have looked away she could have looked down she could have acted like she was shy that would have essentially become a little bit of an overacting but she was yeah. just like she she conveyed she was smitten effectively by not doing anything like not changing anything the whole time <laughs> yeah fixed on raj and i thought that was is just a great piece of acting. Also yeah. very impressed with how Baldev Singh bought a flight ticket back to India and sold his house in one day. Like he essentially tells we are going to India tomorrow, right? Change in plans or new plans, we're going to go to India tomorrow. And you know when Raj comes uh the neighbors like uh yeah, they left to India, they sold their house. I'm like, man, I don't know how the market works in the UK but that's can very I impressive. Can I explain? 
can i explain okay uk market so this was like obviously at that point i didn't know right in the 90s what the scene is i don't know what it was <laughs> but after i moved to uk a decade ago and when we bought our place 5 years ago the sell and buy process in this country takes from 3 months to 6 months because the legalities involved are just insane okay and the querying that happens is just insane so kudos to uh, aditya chopra for <laughs> achieving this for baldev singh's character in overnight like i don't know who is the real estate agent who pulled off this miracle <laughs> so i couldn't digest this at all <laughs> it's just a great uh, it can only happen in the movies kind of incident um yeah like i said if if baldev singh's character can walk from trafalgar square every day to south hall every morning in half an hour anything is possible <laughs> in my opinion anything is possible anything is possible um All right, let's jump to trivia. I was very very shocked to hear that uh or read that Aditya Chopra initially wanted it to be a romance between an American and an Indian and wanted Tom Cruise for the yeah, lead like, role. Yeah, I don't know how he was going to achieve yeah, this. Yeah, I think that's Yeah, I I have no idea about this. It it was it's an interesting <laughs> what if uh I don't know if it would have been as successful. It would have been a novelty sure, like oh wait, Tom Cruise uh yeah. in an Indian movie but In a Hindi film? Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's fascinating. I don't know. What if? I don't know. Penny, I had a question because you watched it now. I watched it like twenty-eight years ago, first time. Do you think any current casting will work? If because see, Bollywood is having the spate of remaking films, okay, and they are destroying my favorite songs and they're destroying my favorite movies, and I'm like, don't touch them, just don't, okay, stop these remakes. I hate the idea of remake. But I want to ask you, do you think? Of the current lot, would any casting work the same magic? Oh, uh, instantly! Today? I can tell you, Ranveer Singh would be my choice for a like for like um, replacement or a recast. Yeah. Because if I picture him doing the same things, he he fits it to a T. Like I feel like in real life too, he just seems like a Raj. Just like that. <laughs> he seems like a Raj yeah, in real life. Yeah. Too. I like Ranveer. I really like Ranveer um, as well. I think he can. He can. pull off for yes. Simran's character honestly there's nothing extraordinary about her character i feel like any of the actors actresses could play that role um yeah. but if i'm going to put ranveer singh i feel like one pairing that i really like uh for ranveer singh is anushka sharma and i think uh i would and she's punjabi right so it might be yeah, very natural i think so what about you um i It's really difficult for me to imagine recasting uh, in terms of Shah Rukh and Kajol. Would that magic work again? Uh, I can't think of. I can't. I don't even have a current favorite pairing, uh, which I think have got outstanding chemistry or which work for me. So let's see. Ranveer and Alia are coming in Rocky or Rani ki prem kahani, which I think Karan Johar is trying to recreate the magic of Yash Chopra and Karan Johar movies. I'm curious how that's going to. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's a lot of hamming right now let's see if how that's going to work and if that that casting then ranveer and alia could they work in a ddlj uh, scenario i don't know but i just don't want any movies remade by bollywood anymore i'm sorry <laughs> leave them leave them leave them alone let us rejoice with what love and joy they brought us and what happiness they brought us and just don't recast anyone <laughs> well let's Let, let's wrap it up and uh let's give her rating um i can go first as someone who's watched it three decades later and seeing like how it has held up i honestly didn't have 
major problems or major issues. I mean, we've talked about some of the common criticisms uh, against this film, but honestly, I've seen a lot worse in movies even today that honestly, it wasn't terrible. And I think we always have to be very conscious about films that a lot of films don't age well because they were made for a specific time and an audience. And a specific audience, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Attitudes change, cultures can change, how people view certain principles, you know, that can change. So we always have to be cognizant of that and not rush to like, oh, this movie is terrible. I can't believe, you know, we love this movie. Like, yeah. And that extends to even like Hollywood. It's not just Indian films in general. There are a lot of films made back then that you look back, there were casual misogyny. There were, you know, a lot of shaming of, of certain uh, groups. And you're like, back then, that was how the prevailing attitude was. So you have to view everything in yeah. uh, the lens of that phase that the movie was made in. And so in that respect, I think... It was a good movie. I mean, I wouldn't call it a great movie. Maybe if I'd watched it back in 1995, I might have had a different perspective. I I don't even think it was a great movie at that point, yeah. Benny. Honestly, it was just a very well-made, enjoyable movie that hit the right spots with the masses. Yeah. Um, the massive Indian diaspora, which was staying abroad or... Uh, the ones in the rural or the traditional or the conservative or the small towns where being obedient, being subservient, that messaging worked for yeah. them. At the same time, for the youngsters and for people who were in their teens and the middle class, uh, Indian middle class, which was just beginning to see that, okay, the earnings were going up for them, that it became aspirational to go and see Europe. It became aspirational to go on your own trips. And it the girls were thinking that, hey, I can have my own independence and fun and I don't need to have a parent or a husband or a boyfriend to take me out and be on my own. So that that feeling also I can attribute to DDLJ. That's the feelings that we got from that film. So it had different meanings to different people at different stages in their life. And I think it worked with every person in the audience. Something clicked yeah. and that's why we all loved it uh, so much. My God, there are so many much more Bollywood movies which are better than DDLJ. Hands down. No question about it. But it had an emotional connect and it still has an emotional connect with the audience. So, I mean, uh, even with all its flaws, if it can influence a generation of filmmakers and uh, films trying to recreate that magic, that means it's got something uh, in it. It's got yeah, something, so... right? Yeah, you can't be totally... I have seen I have seen tweets and I've seen articles. It's the worst movie ever and all. No, I'm sorry. You have not seen 1980s Bollywood, okay? I will send you a lot of shit I will send movies, you worse movies And then we can compare. Yeah. And I have watched a lot of garbage, by the way. I have watched a lot of crap of Bollywood movies, okay? So do not tell me that DDLJ is the worst film. Call out the criticism in DDLJ. I agree with your criticism, but please don't say it's the worst film. It's a very well-made film. Together, Shah Rukh and Kajol's pairing yeah. works. It's delightful. The locales are delightful. The music is fantastic. Come on. 60% of the movie is good. 40%, I get it. I understand. But you cannot call it the worst film of Bollywood. Sorry. I totally will get into a debate with people on this. <laughs> how much would you rate it? Like, how many stars are you giving it? 
I would rate it eight on ten. It's purely for the emotional connect I have with this film. Purely for the time I watched the film. Purely for how much fun we girls have had over this uh, movie. Yeah. Okay, and the amazing discussions we've all had. So, uh, yes, uh, eight I, on ten. I, for this is pretty close. Yeah. I would give it seven and a half, seven point five stars. Um, just because I was just frustrated with Raj in the end. Um, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I really thought you had a grand plan and this would be like so much fun to watch. And I'm like, you're just all pure vibes. Um, And even uh, Baldev saying like completely illogical, like it didn't make sense to his character that he would just let Simran go at the last minute. Um, So that bothered me. But uh, on the flip side, just the songs, um, just the, the second half, like the comedy uh, part of it I really loved and as an ensemble I thought it was a great it was a really great acting it's a very good um, cast performance by everyone so yeah it's a very very it's a very nice yeah. cast it's a very good ensemble even Parmeet Sethi and Mandira Bedi were fun to watch in their limited roles yeah. okay so I, I I just don't see why people would hate it at all honestly it's a fun movie so to yeah to our <laughs> listeners if you haven't watched it do give it a watch at least uh give it a one-time watch like i gave it a shot um you know you won't i mean i I wish it was a little bit shorter but again those were how indian films were being made back then um you know the songs and all of the extras that come with it it all makes ddlj the movie that it is so uh, we recommend you give it at least a one-time watch and decide for yourself if it's something you enjoy yes yes definitely मैं यहां तुम्हें अपनी तुलन बनाने के लिए आया हूं और तुम्हें यहां से ले जाऊंगा तभी जब तुम्हारे बाउजी खुद तुम्हारा हाथ मेरे हाथ में देंगे Thanks for listening uh, to all our listeners. I think this is going to be a little longer episode than we had planned, Benny. Uh, <laughs> As a three-hour movie demands it. <laughs> There's so many things I think we didn't cover or talk about. Okay, we could we could do a part two if people like it. We'll do a part two. <laughs> But um, so for the listeners, uh, please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our handles are in our episode notes. and subscribe to the podcast wait for the latest episodes be kind spread the word we are a very new podcast and what we need is your support right now so please share it with your friends and this has been your host meenal and benny we will see you at the next movie